Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a new episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode 6.0, I believe. It's been a while. Sounds like the future. Uh-huh. So, 6.0. Um, I'm Drew, and tonight I have with me Matt. Hello. I'm glad this game is uh, not quite bad enough to ruin my Halloween, but uh, it's trying. <laughs> this is true. So, we wanted to do kind of a... Um, I guess a Halloween special, maybe do like a scary game. And, and uh, Matt, you, you brought up Anna to begin with. You were like, let's try this Anna game. Or have you checked out this Anna game? And I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't either. And it came down to, there was two games that were both accessible and kind of horror themed, Amy and Anna. And I don't know why all these games are named after women. <laughs> you've also got Dear Esther. Well, that's not really a scary game. No, but it's. I wish that this game, Anna, was more like that. <laughs> well, you know, was it made by the same people? No. no. Anna was made by an Italian company. Okay. It's, that's about all I know about them, but there isn't too much coming out of Italy that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. The um the, the the thing that got me was that when you asked me about Anna, and I didn't know anything about it, and I looked at a trailer for it. And the thing that interested me the most was it kept showing creepy stuff happening in the trailer. And it also said it tailors to your experience. As in, the game reads how you're playing it and can tell if you're getting scared or not. And I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds good. And then I played it and I was like, well, when's this supposed to start happening? It's funny because I got almost exactly the opposite vibe from this game. <laughs> so, so what, what did you get? What, what was your vibe from it? My vibe is that you're, you know, and we haven't really discussed the the setting or the the context for any of this discussion, but basically, as you're exploring this place, 100% random things happen. There are, there are certain things that trigger as you solve each part of the puzzle to continue. Okay. But those are almost all dialogue snippets. And everything else, all these creepy events, are just completely random. They happen for no reason uh, at all. They, they mean nothing in the game because as far as I can tell, you can't die. So... It does if something scary is happening. It doesn't matter if you walk towards it, walk away from it, ignore it. Nothing happens. So the amount of scariness sort of isn't there, and I don't doesn't seem at all to tailor to any kind of actions that I'm making. No. Other than that, the more time you take, the more things you see. See but, that that was the thing that got me was my first time playing it. I did take my time. I read everything. I examined everything. <laughs> I did too. And it still felt stupid. I mean, that's the, that's <laughs> the best thing I can describe. It. It's just it felt it felt like it. You know, it reminded me of this game. It's Juon the Grudge. It was on the Nintendo Wii. It reminded me of that because it had based these, directly on the movie. Yeah, based directly on the movie. I think. Um, that name, how could it not be? Yeah, uh, the, 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 and it was it, it was so lame and how it tried to scare you, 
like you'd have like a little JPEG of like the little boy pop up for a minute. And I'm just like, it, it looked like the toasty guy popping up on the screen. And I was like, this fucking looks stupid, you know? And I, and this is exactly what this game was. This game never came off as scary. This game never once scared me. At all. I think you're right, but I think that as the game progresses, it gets a little bit scarier. I think that the story gets darker. I mean, you have to do a few things that, you know, are kind of weird and creepy and stuff like that. But, I mean, I just, I don't know what it was. I, I was expecting basically amnesia all over again. <laughs> so, this game, Anna, completely reinforces every positive thought I ever had about amnesia. <laughs> because amnesia does everything right that Anna does wrong. That sounds about right. It, just in terms of you being able to interact with things, you being able to progress through the game, there being some kind of a story, everything is just so much better done in Amnesia. It feels like a generational difference, even if you know Anna is technically newer than Amnesia. Yeah. I just, but well, you know, I, I mean, before we discuss any more of it, we should probably talk about what this game is. Yeah. So. The, the the game is essentially a first person point and click adventure game, for the most part. Yeah. Um, you walk around an area and solve puzzles, or you find things, combine them to do other things, or you use keys to open stuff. It, it's it's you use the environment a lot to do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, but it starts off with. I'm guessing you're a man. Um, yes, you you are a man. Uh huh. And you're going to you 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 kind of just appear. Yeah. In front of so, this the sawmill. Yeah. There's very little introduction. At all. There's just uh, there's just a little bit of uh, a couple of lines of text that says, "Oh, this is the house from my nightmares. How did I get here? I feel like I walked here in a trance, and I need answers. That's it." Yeah. So then you're just dropped off in this yard that's fenced in and left to your own devices. So he's here, this house means something, but we don't know what that means yet, you know. Yeah. We're we're trying to, it's almost like he has amnesia, <laughs> and we're trying to figure out what everything means along with the character. Yeah. And the answers are inside the sawmill. Um... Except for when they're not, and they just don't exist. <laughs> yeah. So you have to figure. The first thing you have to do is you basically what happens is you have a big puzzle, and you have to solve little puzzles to solve the big puzzle. Yeah. So basically, it's broken down into areas, although they're not linear after basically the first one. Pretty much. Um, what you have to do is you have to figure out how to get inside the sawmill. So there's a big door. Um, and there's a little, like, um, like a mantle or not really a mantle, but like a little place where you can put an emblem, it seems like, and it's missing above the door. So you have to figure out, you have to find something obviously around here that you can place there and, uh, make the door open, I guess. Um, so you walk around, you can pick up small things like uh, rocks, never found a reason to have a rock. I picked up rocks and never used them. At one point, when you examine them, it says it would be good to chase away small animals with. Yeah. But but there are no small animals in this game. So I know. 
this game doesn't feel finished. So this game that definitely right doesn't. Bit. Yeah, this game definitely does not feel finished. Um, it's not the best looking game in the world. Um, and it, it would have been super great looking like ten years ago. Oh yeah. Five years ago, I don't know. Well, it'd probably be more. Well, when the 360 first came out, probably. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so you're walking around this little yard. It's very small. You have to find a branch, and you 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 pick and use the branch to move these gigantic rocks out of the way. <laughs> and it, it uncovers this muddy water that's been building up, and you can now see into the muddy water, and you can pick up a piece of a mirror. It's um it's a one one piece of a mirror that you can now put into the little. I'm gonna keep calling it a mantle. I don't know what the hell it is, but slot basically um and you you put that piece there um and you uh you eventually find another piece into in this little closet under the stairs yeah which was the first part i already ran into a problem in this game i didn't have any idea i kept trying to use the door to open it yeah and i didn't realize that you had to right click and drag to open it yeah, there aren't very many options in this game, and what exists in the environment, most of it is completely not inter- interactive. Yeah, to and the point that you don't even get a description of what what it is. You just can't click on most things in this game. Yeah. So you the door is locked by somebody tied strings around the door handle. So you have to use your knife. You have things in your inventory that. That also never get used. Yeah, that also never get used. Um, you use a knife. You have a pocket knife. You can cut the the strings, open the door. There's it's dark inside there, so you have a lighter. So you use a lighter to um, apparently light some a branch on fire. Yeah, you light a branch on fire under this old wooden house. Yeah. Somehow, apparently, you don't burn the entire thing down, but. And At least it lights it up enough. Yeah, and then there's another piece of the mirror there. Um, I put the other piece of the mirror there, and this is the part where I was like, okay, there's something wrong with this game. Because <laughs> I put the piece there, and the first thing I thought was, okay, this door will open now. Yeah, I got both halves. Uh-huh. I put it in there. It's complete. And it's like, well, no, you... you you, you, like, there's a hint system, but I didn't want to use it until I needed to. And I just kept walking around, walking around. I was like, what the hell's going on? What, what's the problem here? And eventually I used the hint system. It says, well, it seems like the eye isn't finished. Because it's in the shape of an eye. It's in an oval yeah. shape. It says, it says you need something. It's missing its the, iris. The, yeah, the iris of the eye. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what the fuck that is. So eventually I had to look up a fact. <laughs> Within the first five minutes of this game, I had to look up a fact. And it says you need to take a pine cone, put the pine cone on the eye. But not really because it's above the eye, not where yeah, the iris would be. Exactly. It's above the eye. Put a pine cone on the eye, set it on fire, and then put it out with water from the river or the stream from the canteen. Who in their right fucking minds would think to do that? Yeah, I will say that the wor- above all else, the worst thing, that, the worst crime that this game commits 
is completely illogical puzzles. <laughs> I could deal with every other issue this game had if if I just felt like I was figuring something out and felt smarter after figuring out the puzzles. But when I when I find the answer, which I inevitably have to look up as you did, I don't feel smarter. I feel like this is ridiculous and there's there like you said, there's no reason a sane person would think that that's what you have to do. <laughs> it's unreasonable. And I don't know. That makes I'm just, absolutely I'm hope it's somehow lost in translation. And nothing happened when you burn it. You burn it and it goes out. And th- like it, the eye doesn't have a pupil automatically or anything like that. Or an iris or whatever. I was like, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, apparently there was some kind of magical connection between the <laughs> eye that you've created and the lock on the door. Because once you set the the whole thing, the iris, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense when you're setting it on fire. But you set that on fire, and then also the area that's approximately where a lock or a handle would be, the door also is on fire, even though there's no reason for it to be. So there's some kind of magical link there. So once you set it on fire and then put it out, then the door unlocks. But it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, that first, that just blew me away. I was like, put a pine cone on this this this, this eye, and then light it on fire, and then put the fire out? I'm like, what the f- if it ended with putting the pine cone there, I think I would be okay with it. Because yeah. somewhere in the description it says, you know, it feels it looks like it's missing an iris. Or maybe that's just in the hint. But I would have been able to get that and finish that part of the puzzle. But why you have to set it on fire and then put it out is completely beyond me. <laughs> so... And that's not, the, that's not the last time that something completely illogical happens in this game. Yeah. So, um, we, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about them now. It's like, this shit doesn't make any sense. So, um, the door is open now, so we enter the sawmill. And you enter the sawmill, and you notice it's very dark. There are some flickering lights of candles and things like that. Um, and truth be told, when you first walk in, you, you think, eh, this may be a little creepy. Yeah, the lighting is really good, and you know it's a rundown, dirty t- sawmill. So it it's a place that you could imagine murders happening. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a place that would be scary. The environment is creepy. But then you hear this nice calm music start playing, and I'm like, this music yeah. is completely out of place. Some kind of like weird indie music. There's a couple of twangs on a acoustic guitar. I. In, in fact, I really liked the music, but it, it absolutely was not getting me in the mood to be scared. <laughs> it's the kind of music I would just kind of listen to. If there had been more of it, I could listen to that soundtrack, but yeah, sure. I, it's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to get the crap scared right out of me. Yeah. I, I just... So, <clears throat> at this point, you can walk around. There's a bunch of things you can look at, but nothing you really can interact with. Um, there's a few things like there's a there's a hatchway on the floor that has a padlock on it that you obviously can't get in. Um, there is a desk that is broken in half but has a handle wedged in it. Um, you can use the tree branch that you use to move the rocks. This tree branch must be made out of like fucking kryptonite or some shit. <laughs> um, which actually no, it breaks after you you get the handle out. Yeah, this is one last activity before it's useless. Yeah. 
It's useless now. Would you like to discard it? Um, and <laughs> so you get this, you get this little handle. You don't know what it's for. Um, the desk also has a drawer, but it's locked as well. Um, there is a stove burning. Um, you can open the stove door, and obviously you can put the fire out because you still have water from your canteen, I believe. No. Well, actually, before I went into the house, I went back to the stream and refilled my canteen. Okay. As soon as you walk in the house, it's empty again. It's empty again. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That Which sucks. annoyed me because I intentionally refilled it. <laughs> Maybe you got thirsty. Yeah, in the three steps that it took him to get inside and drank the entire canteen of water. <laughs> so, um, uh, there's a, there's a fire burning there. There's also a pile of, um, of, uh, planks of wood that you can move. You can't really move them very well. No, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, this game, you can't control anything. So when you grab something, I'm comparing this game to Amnesia a lot because hell, yeah. it's a lot like Amnesia. Right. So at least in my mind, it was going to be. In yeah. Reality, it's not that much like Amnesia, but. But um, so in, in Amnesia, when you grab a hold of something, say a door or something you want to pick up, you can still move while you're grabbing it. So that way you can just open it that way instead of the way Anna handles it, which is when you grab something, your feet are stationary and you can't move. So you have to like, you're just like pulling with your arm instead of pulling with your body. Also, the analog controls for opening anything are terrible. Yes. Basically you either open it or you don't. There's no open it halfway and shut it a little bit, and then open it the rest of the way. You don't have that kind of control over it. Yeah, there's been so many times in this game where I tried to open a door, and I opened it too hard, and it slammed in my face again. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> I'm just like, fuck! Yeah, and that one sound clip is so annoying when you <laughs> when you repeat it a bunch of times. So, um, you have, to pick, you have to move these planks of wood. Finally, you move the planks of wood, and you find that there is a, um, a blade laying there. You realize, well, I didn't realize. I realized that I need a fact after that crazy pine cone puzzle. Um, so I just kept the fact up. Um, and uh, you combine the blade with the handle, and you make a ritual knife. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. That's reasonable. Yeah. Not super intuitive, but it's reasonable since yeah. there are so few things that we have to interact with. Um, and then you walk into this other room, um, and the room is kind of flooded. Don't really know how that water got there. Yeah, they say maybe it's left over from a rainstorm, but... But the roof's still intact. It also looks super deep. Yeah, it looks like a fucking pool. Yeah. Um, and it's very dark. And then there's a hole in the wall... A very small hole that there's you can't do anything with. At this point, I'm looking at the fact again because I have no idea what to do after this. There's a door, too, that has like a circle with a bunch of eyes drawn into the circle. But it's locked, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at the fact, and the fact says, well, you need to take sawdust that was laying next to the stove and throw sawdust into the water where a beam of light is hitting the water. Yeah, it's coming through that hole in the wall. Yeah. And I'm like, why? So I do that. And. Indiana Jones style. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade style, you throw 
you throw it on the water and a plank appears. <laughs> what in the fuck is going on? There was an on? invisible little bridge. So this clearly wasn't just a water puddle made by a storm because there was a invisible bridge going halfway out into the room, out into this enormous puddle. Yeah. And apparently there is a circle of limpid water. Yeah. So the rest of it's oily, while there's just some right here. This is clear. Yeah. And uh, at this point, there was a piece of paper I should mention. There was a piece of paper that you found. Um, Right right inside the door, right when you walk in, there's a little note. Yeah. Um, And you can't pick it up because it will crumble if you pick it up. Um, Saying it basically told you that there was some type of a ritual. I can't remember what it said, but it was basically saying that you it required blood. Yeah, it hints at everything. You need to have a heated ritual blade, mm-hmm. and a little bit of blood is all it takes. Yeah. And so um, you go over to the Indiana Jones Bridge, you look over to the side, and you take your lighter. You light the ritual blade on fire, or heat it up, and a snake appears on it, um, and then you cut yourself and pour a little bit of your blood into the water and then a um apparently a lot of blood came out because <laughs> there's this big red puddle and a silhouette of a man and two children show up and then you hear you this while this all this stuff is going on you're hearing voices like like reminiscent and and i guess old memories yeah, there's a lot of voices in this game. It's not clear to me whether they are things that he's hearing now for the first time or if they're just memories that are being dredged up. Or Ghosts. I don't think they're his memories necessarily. I think a lot of it has to do with Anna, interactions that Anna had, and I think he's discovering them as he's trying to learn about what happened to Anna. Okay. But fuck if I know. <laughs> So, um, after that happens, um, you can take some water, fill up that canteen that you just filled up, um, and you, it's got holes in it. Yeah. And you pour the, uh, the water onto the fire that's in the stove. When you do that, you find a key. You also break the stove. <laughs> you break the stove when this happens, too. So, um, take the key. And it actually opens the drawer that was in that broken table. Uh, you open the broken drawer, table, whatever. You find five leaves tied up in string as well as a small box. You can take the um, the box back to that one room where the pond was. Or puddle, as they call it. Um where that hole was in the wall, you can actually put the box there, and it's kind of like a one of those old school light boxes where if you held it up to the sun, you can see a silhouette or a picture. Yeah, so it's and, basically like one single frame out of an old like Super 8 film. Yeah. So um, when you do that, you see a silhouette or a picture of... Um, the, the two brothers from Face Off, uh, Castor Troy and Pollux Troy. <laughs> That's a horrible reference. But um, uh, you see two two mountains, Castor and Pollux. And um, the twins, as they call them. 
which may or may not be the two twins that that silhouette figure was holding when you looked down into the water. Yeah. So um, after that, um, a um, a, a mysterious thing happens. A mysterious event. I can't remember how they call them. Supernatural event happens. And when that happens, um, paintings on certain walls become apparent. Yeah, there's these little indentations that they call niches. Yeah. And there's there's two in that room with the puddle. Yeah. And there's three out in the main room of the sawmill. Yeah, where the stove is, next to the stove. Um, and... Uh, if you go and touch the center one in the stove room, uh, a earthquake happens. Is there anything that indicates the center one is the one that you have to touch? I don't think so. There's a whole lot of this game where you just wander around and touch do shit. something because it's the only thing you can do, not because it makes sense to do it. Yeah, it's, it's wondering. It's, it's stabbing in the dark is what I like to call it. And the worst thing is the game will... like. Not make fun of you, but when you try and do something, it'll be like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why would I do that? But I'm like, and then I'm thinking to myself, why would I do anything in this game that I do? Yeah. I mean, if if I were to take a pine cone and try and put it on an eye and then light it on fire, I should get a message saying that doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> Nothing in this game makes any sense. <laughs> and I feel like some of the things I tried made more sense than what the game was telling me did make sense. Yeah. So you, you touch it, I supernatural event happens again and uh these eyes that are on the um the painting start glowing um at the same time above the stove there is a message that just kind of appears yeah this message um talks about different colors um just what happens those colors are the same colors as those leaves you have in your inventory that you found yeah, so once you take your knife to cut the string, then in your inventory you have five different leaves. There you each go. Each of a different color. And those five colors are the ones that are talked about in these two lines on the wall. Yeah. So you have to put the corresponding color leaf onto the corresponding picture. Which was one of my favorite parts of the game, because at least I had to think. I'm like, alright, what are these five pictures representing? And yeah. how do they correspond to the five keywords basically that are in the in the message yeah so one of them is death one of them is isolation one of them is uh happiness one was grievance was it grievance one of them was like the last lie yeah the white one yeah and there was a silver one too silver one was for solitude solitude Black one was for death. Uh-huh. A golden one. Golden one was for happiness. Bronze one was for... Treachery or something? Not treachery. Anyway, once you get them... On... So basically, another thing that doesn't make any sense... Once the, once the message appears and... You touch those eyes that appeared in the center picture... One gigantic eye appears on each picture... Yeah. Each of the five pictures. Then you have to take one leaf and put it on the eye. Yeah. Why do Why do you have to do that? No idea. Doesn't explain it. Why does putting a leaf on an eye? How does it even attach to the eye? Because you just, it, you know, it's a vertical wall. If you 
touch a leaf to a wall, it doesn't stick. Maybe they're adhesive on one side. Or maybe he uh, licks them before he puts them up there. Yeah, maybe. So you do that with the leaves. You put them on the corresponding paintings, and another supernatural event happens. And the door that leads to the... Um, storage room? Storage room. Yeah, storage room. Uh, the one with the big eyes, the, the big circle with all the eyes in it, it unlocks. Um, you walk into that room, and um, it's one half of the room you can see, but the other half is like blocked by this really dark... Yeah, thick, dense darkness. Darkness, and um, you can't go through there. So, um, luckily, you find some vegetable oil. It did say vegetable a little bit, didn't it? Yep, vegetable oil. It's here's a puzzle. Let's put a thing of oil right next to the lantern. Yeah. So, so you put, clever. Yeah. So you put some oil into a lantern, and then you light it, and um, yeah, it illuminates the entire room. You can walk over, and you can find some uh, plant food. You can also you can also <laughs> yep. find a bar that you have to pick up. Plant food in a bar. I'm I'm thinking what we're eventually going to do is is make a bomb. And just blow up this whole fucking place uh, with us in it. Um, but now uh, we find a iron bar as well. And there's also a big lever that you can pull. Yep, center of the wall, focus of the wall. Mm-hmm. And, there it is. Uh, the room basically is there to house the lever. Yeah, and you pull that lever and you say you hear something unlock and it says the main door is unlocked. I can now leave. And if you go do that, that's the first ending. Yep. First ending, you walk out. First ending, and you get like four little tidbits of, they thought she was a witch. They killed her. I never want to come here again. I want to leave this wretched place. The end. Yeah. Not very satisfying. No, not at all. Especially whenever I didn't gather any of that from the, from what I had played so far. Yeah, well... So that that's one of the things I did kind of like the the pictures the five pictures that you have to put the leaves on mm-hmm. sort of tell a story about you know I, I don't really know what the order of them is but in in one of them she's very alone and another one whatever the last lie is I don't I you know I sort of get the sense that the town turned on her yeah ate this this little town which you only I guess get to see at the pause screen. Like if you if yeah. you hit escape, you get this little town nestled in between some mountains. Yeah, because see, I, I think this happened a very long time ago, um, and I think this what you're playing probably took place in the probably the the mid to late nineties, considering how old the cell phone looks that he's yeah. carrying around um, that you never use. <laughs> Nope. As, as well as, far as, as I know, you don't ever use it. No, and and the notepad you never use. Well, so the thing is, I in my mind, all of this background information that comes from random hidden PDF files was probably supposed to be accessible through his journal. Okay. Like, why have a journal there if you're not going to throw backstory, and why have backstory hidden in the game if you're not going to ever display it? Do they have backstory hidden in the game? That's what I read on the internet, but I couldn't find it. I sure as hell couldn't find it either. And I, I tried, worked. but apparently there are PDFs somewhere. Maybe not through the Steam version. Huh. Maybe buy it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know because I couldn't find them. But 
I th- that information apparently exists, and it would have been great if it was accessible through the notebook that you carry around it but don't use. Yeah. So um, uh, if you get the first ending, obviously you want to go back. So what I've been doing was every time I'd solve a puzzle, I would save my game. So I pulled the lever, save my game, walk out, do the first ending. Okay, reload, reload. I have no idea what I need to do next. Yeah. I um I know I got this bar that I can use on the padlock in the main room. I um and I open up the the little storage hatch. Um, there are some leaves in there. Um, and I pick up all the leaves. And then after that, no idea. I look at the fact. The fact says there should have been a piece of um. Yeah, there's the repair. The repair kit, basically. Yeah, for the stove. For the stove, that was not that was not there. What? No way. I'm dead. I'm dead serious. I picked up every single leaf in that thing, and there was nothing else in there. On any playthrough? On no, I'll I'll get to that. But on this first, because I never ever didn't see the repair parts there. On this first playthrough. I did not get the repair parts. Um, also, they were saying something about there should be a picture that shows up in the storage room. That picture yeah. that picture never showed up for me either. So I was like, okay. And it was getting late at night. I was like, screw it. I will try tomorrow. Turn it off. Next day, I've had it in my mind. All right, I can do this. I'll just start over from the beginning. Or I thought, I'll have to start over because I think whenever I pulled the lever, that's when it kind of triggered where you've officially accepted the first ending. So um, I played again. I got the, the 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 achievement for getting into the house in less than five minutes. Yeah, because now that you know what to do. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I got in there. I did everything I needed to do. When I opened the storage room door, I picked up the two items. Did not touch the lever. Mm-hmm. Went back, opened the padlock, opened the hatch, got the leaves. And the, the, the parts, the repair parts, they were there at that time. Repaired the stove, put a leaf in. It says I need to go find this picture that's in the storage room. I go there. There is absolutely no picture. Yep. All right. So I, there was nothing I could do. So today I started yet another new game. Did the exact same thing. Got everything I needed to get. Still no picture showed up. And that is why I said, Anna, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Anna. <laughs> and this is where I'm at now. I don't know if I can go back and try yet again. Because that is about 30 minutes of your life you just kind of waste. Yeah, it takes, you know, once you know what to do, it takes 25 minutes or so, 25 or 30 minutes to get through the whole first ending of the game and see i started looking up just anna glitch and anna storage room glitch and shit like that and never could find anything about glitches but i found a forum that basically said if you rush you don't get the supernatural events that's supposed to happen right so now i'm basically in the same boat as you but I, i i've beat the game I went through the whole first section, 
and I beat the game like three times. And then on this fourth try, I was able to get past whatever the blockage was. And I, I went through and got to the second ending of the game. So from that point where I was, how much farther should I have went before I would have got the second ending? So f- from what I can take away from how it actually happened when I was able to get past it, Everything that I read online was correct in that I think you need to see a certain number of supernatural events. And these are not the ones that are triggered by by completing the puzzles. These are the ones that just happen over time as you're playing. So it's weird to me because like you, the first time I played it was the longest it ever took me. Yeah. So I don't know why it didn't trigger the first time. But maybe you have to have it beaten. I don't think you do. But basically, I just... Every time I solved a puzzle, I stood in a corner for five minutes. <laughs> like I was in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get the hint that a supernatural thing is happening. The screen shakes a little bit, like a mini earthquake. And I did get to see all of the regular supernatural events. So there's... You know, I, I don't know if you saw all of them. There's one of them where there's a, a a circle of five candles or so. And then within that, there's just a black silhouette of a humanoid. And it doesn't do anything. It doesn't hurt you or anything. But it just shows up when you turn around one time. So it's a little bit shocking. I've, uh, You know, you're mentioning all these. I don't think I ever even saw a supernatural event. Everything that ever happened in this game to me was because I activated something. Yeah, so those are the ones that just happen all the time, every time. These other ones you kind of have to wait for. Oh, hell, I never saw one to begin with. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. But basically, it, it seemed to me that every time you triggered an event, you were then able to see a supernatural event. And then nothing more would happen until you triggered the next event, which would allow you to see one more supernatural event. I don't know if that's the way it worked, but that's the way it seemed to work to me. So on my fourth playthrough, that's what I did. I triggered something, and then I just waited. And so basically you get this this humanoid figure just shows up, and he stands in a circle of, of candles. And basically if you stare at it, nothing happens. And then as soon as you turn away and turn back to it, he's disappeared. So these candles will just appear, like, anywhere? Yeah, a whole set of new... Well, there, it seemed to me that it appeared in only one place, which was most of the way towards the storage room door between the stove and the storage room door on that side of the building. Okay. And it would just appear, you see it, you turn away, you turn back, it's gone, that's it. You've You've seen that supernatural event. Another one of them was when you would walk by the storage room door, there would be some fists that would pound on it really hard, and it would look like dust was coming off of it. Okay. Uh, There was a third one where right in front of the stove, a sort of like a bust or like a mannequin would just show up there, and it was on fire. I never saw any of these. And then another one is just every single light, all the candles and everything just went out, so it was pitch black. Never happened. None of this, none of this that you're talking about ever happened. Hmm. In my three playthroughs of this game, 
The thing that gets me is, is that they say you have to see these supernatural events and they happen at random. So you may have to wait five minutes. Why the fuck is there an achievement for beating this game in 30 minutes in a speed run? Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> how, how, how am I supposed to do that whenever I have to wait on the game to tell me when to progress? Yeah, you got me. So, but basically, all of the so w- when you said pulling the lever was the thing that locks you into ending number one, that's what I thought too. Yeah. But I'll tell you exactly when it changes from ending one to ending two is when you do the ritual where you cut your blood into the water. Uh huh. You cut. You cut your. I guess arm, but it, it never shows it. So, so once you do that, if you've seen enough of the supernatural events, you know the the guy. You know, there's a red background. You see the black guy with the two children. Uh huh. Not like a real black guy, but a silhouette. <laughs> Racist. So, <laughs> as you're looking in there, the whole screen fades to red, and then it goes to black, and then when you come back to in, in the same spot. Every candle, every light source in the game is now tinted red. And also there are vines creeping up the walls and there's leaves coming off those vines. This is the ending you saw? This is not the ending. This is this is just from the point where you do the ritual in the water. Okay. The entire look, I guess, of the sawmill changes. It's all red-tinged and there are vines on all the walls. So... What this means is that now when you go do what you need to do, unlock the storage room, when you get in there, you have to do the same thing with the oil into the lantern. But once you light up the other half of the room, there is no lever. And instead, you get the sixth picture. The fuck? Yeah. And the worst thing is, this is the one that makes the least sense. So going back to what you have to do after that is you have to go do what you were talking about, repair the stove. So, you repair the stove, and I put the leaves in it. Okay, that's something that's combustible. You know, I would think, hey, the stove is fixed, let me put some wood in it, even though, because you can interact with wooden planks. But of course, you can't put wood in the stove, that would make too much sense. Yeah. So you have these leaves that you put in there, try and set them on fire, you can't. Okay, apparently you need to find something else to put in there with the leaves. So, what else are you going to find that's combustible other than the wood and the leaves? How about a human heart? Yeah, how about a human heart? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Let's burn a human heart. Okay. Where do you get this human heart from? You From a fucking painting. Yeah, you have to, you have to heat up the, the ritual dagger again and then stab a painting. And then a heart shows up, so you take it, stick it in the stove. And then the, the icing on this cake is that once I had that and the, the leaves in there... It took me like 10 tries because I'm like, all right, I put these things that are supposedly burnable into the stove, and now I try to light them on fire. That doesn't work. It may be a stupid thing, maybe I'm stupid, but you have to light the stove on fire, not the things you put in the stove that are flammable. And I was just like, come on, you're not going to let the, you're not going to let this be good enough. You know, I put these things in the stove and I try to light them on fire, but that doesn't work. It's just so annoying. Such a tiny little thing that's super annoying. But then once you set the heart on fire, I think that's what triggers the ability to go up into the attic, which is the last area that you have to go into before you can exit for the second ending. Okay. 
but that's really it. You have to see enough of these supernatural events before you do the ritual above the puddle. See, I never I, once Yeah, there, there's no him. hint that that's where the cutoff is. Maybe that's not the cutoff, but that's where everything tinges red. So I think that's that's what demarks anyone yeah. ending to. I've never, I never had any type of tinting of red. I never had any type of supernatural event. The only thing that ever happened was like these small earthquakes whenever I completed something. Yeah. I never saw any supernatural event or what you what you're talking about as creepy or scary thing happen. Never saw anything like that ever hmm. across three playthroughs. The ones upstairs in the attic are also more creepy. Okay. So th- there are some creepy things in this game, but if you didn't see them, obviously it's not creepy. And even if you did see the ones down on the ground floor, they're not. Like, and th- this is what I thought first when I was going through the game because I, I saw some of these on every one of my playthroughs. Uh, even the first playthrough, I think I saw most of them. There's only one that I can picture, two that I eventually saw that I didn't see on my first playthrough. So maybe I didn't see enough. I'm not really sure, but none of these things that happen actually seem like they would imply that there's danger to the main character. Yeah. Like if something is set on fire and then it disappears, I'd be like, Oh, that's weird. I don't know that I would necessarily be scared, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like the intent of this game was to scare the player all that much. It seems like the intent of this game was to solve the mystery of Anna. And confuse the fuck out of people. Yeah. <laughs> How do you make an eyeball? Well, I need a pine cone. Do you got pine cone? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking so stupid shit. Yeah. So as for what happens after you light the heart on fire and... Basically, once you do that, you get another one of the triggered events, and uh, a ladder comes down from the ceiling that allows you to go up into the attic. And the attic is just another room up there. There's some more weird stuff on the walls. And basically what you need to do is take the plant food that you found down in the storage room Uh and pour that onto some roots that are sticking out. Because at this point, you know, after you've transitioned into ending two, uh, there's a lot of growth. Like I said, there's there's vines and there's leaves and stuff everywhere. So yeah. there's 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 vines up up in the attic. And another thing that makes no sense, basically, when you click on them to examine them, it says, "Oh, this is a dead-looking vine." So you have to put plant food on it, which would never affect a plant immediately. But somehow that brings the plant back to life. And then somehow bringing it back to life means you can then pick it up. Even though everybody knows that a dead twig or a dead branch is way easier to pick up than a living branch. If it's attached to something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So just a, it's just so counterintuitive. But as you're wandering around, there's three... You, you do this to six different, six different vines pick up all six of them there's also three masks on the wall all right and what you have to do is put on one of the masks i don't know how you're supposed to know which one but it's the mask of the assassin that you put on you you go back downstairs 
And because you've activated that sixth picture, you now have six pictures and there's six vine fragments. So that's supposed to be enough of a hint to now know that you have to, one, put a twig or a vine into each of those little alcoves. Then you need to go back and get the ashes from the stove <laughs> and rub them on, on the vines. And then after that, you have to set the vine on fire. So you have to do this to all six vines and all six of where there used to be pictures because they're wiped clean now. And that does something. I don't remember what. But... <laughs> Let me tell you, man, Satan, he just requires a lot of shit to summon him, to huh? To be burned. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta so, do this before you gotta do that. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You, you fucked up. You gotta, you gotta feed the plants first before you can get them. And then rub ashes on them and then set them on fire. Yeah, Even was... though they would burn better if they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> man, so, I'll tell you. So what was the scary stuff that was supposed to have happened up in the attic? Uh, there's more just, it's just, it, it, it mirrors a lot of what you see on the bottom floor. There, there's just a lot more, you know, strange stuff. It's not necessarily scary. Uh, but I did see a form, like, run at me, which was creepy to turn around and see that. But you also, you get another trigger. So instead of everything turning red and... And, and that being it for, for the, the bottom floor. Basically, at some point, and it happened after I saw one of these these supernatural events, I, I got an, another flip where the whole upstairs then changed, and I was able to see all kinds of extra symbols on the walls. And they were glowing symbols. Sounds like uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> the eagle vision. Yeah. So one, once that happens, you can go downstairs... And one of the alcoves is on fire. At the bottom of that, there's this little bowl. And you walk into the room with the the puddle. And this tree comes up out of the puddle from underground, I guess, and crashes up through the ceiling. So then you walk up back upstairs. You go to see. You have to find out where it came up through the, the, the ceiling. And there's what looks like a little baby's face. So you need to, once again, heat up your ritual blade, stab the baby face, <laughs> which starts gushing blood, and you fill up the bowl that you just found. And now you now have a bowl full of blood. And one of the symbols on the wall seems to be important, and it's called like the goddess symbol. So you walk over to that, and and you read about it and it just says that it's important and then you take you take one of the other masks which is the creepiest fucking mask and when you examine it it says it feels like it's still alive and as you're wandering around upstairs you find this like closet basically that has a black dress and a veil in it so when you combine this creepy looking mask with a veil or not with, not with the veil, but with the dress, you get a vaguely humanoid thing. Okay. Because it, it says it attached. The mask attached itself to the dress. And there's also a weird 
chair upstairs that has a hook on the back of it so that I don't know that that's important but that's the way they identify it is the chair with the hook and you put this thing that you've made which is a dress and a mask onto the chair if from this point whenever wherever you walk around upstairs the mask is always facing you so it turns its head to face you as you're walking it's like that picture of Jesus it always follows you yeah, so that's the single creepiest thing in this game, I think. Because as I'm walking around, it looks... And it, even when he sets it down there, he's like, Oh, I don't know that I like the things that I'm doing. I feel like this thing is going to get up and strangle me at any moment. Is so, it is, is the nice acoustic music still playing while this is going on? I think so. <laughs> nice. So then you have to use, you know, click the use option on this thing which activates the goddess symbol on the wall, and then you provide to that your bowl of blood. Okay. And it gives you Anna's key, which is what you use to unlock the door the first time. I th No, the door unlocked normally. You get Anna's key, which you can then use to either exit from the, from the top floor okay. to get the second ending, or there's a door in the floor not on the wall but actually like if you look down at the floor there's a door not not a trap door that you got up to the attic in but a right. separate door okay so what i did is i just used the key to get outside and get the second ending and basically you get exactly the same type of ending where you walk outside and you get a couple lines of text that say oh i discovered that anna was murdered you know, I still remember the day I met her in the forest, even though, and I fell in love with her instantly, even though I was engaged. And I met her the day something happened to me in the woods. So it's, again, not satisfying. The second ending just gives you a little bit more of a story, even though that story doesn't really seem to be directly connected to the story of the game. Right. It's just random tidbit, random tidbit, the end. And the only thing I guess you find out is that Anna was murdered, but at this point, how could she not have been murdered? <laughs> so that's all I got to do, but it seems like I only have 15 or 20 minutes left in the game, and I think this time I can actually load up that save right after I got Anna's key. Yeah. Use it in the door and the floor instead of the door to go outside. And then that takes you down into the, some caves underneath the house. And I didn't do these, but apparently there's just a couple more puzzles. And once you get to the end of this cave system, you see a statue. And I think it's a statue of Anna that they say is in a church, and you stole it and put it here. Uh, but basically what happens is the cave system collapses... And you say, I'm ready to accept my destiny. Now we can be together forever. And that's the third ending, is that you just die under the house in this cave system next to a statue of Anna. The fuck is this game? Yeah, so the first two endings basically meant nothing. And the third one is just that you die. You're a lunatic. Maybe you're just a lunatic. Maybe you just imagined everything. I don't know. 
there's all these things in this game that are sort of enticing, but they never ever come together into a coherent or satisfying story. Yeah. And it's depressing because as much as I hate this game, there's enough there that I wanted to like. I really, as I started playing it and I started to realize that it wasn't like Amnesia, I really wanted to be like, okay, I'm okay that it's not like Amnesia. I'm honestly perfectly okay with the fact that it's not that scary. What I really want is a game like Myst. I want to have all these puzzles. I want to discover things. I want to feel smarter for solving these puzzles. And I, I just want it to be something that I will remember and think about and be like, oh, I, you know, I remember that time I explored the sawmill and I discovered the secret of Anna. <laughs> that's what I wanted to happen. I just wanted mist, but with a slightly more of a horror theme. And I just, I didn't get amnesia and I didn't get mist and I just got some kind of half finished piece of crap in the middle. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I didn't get much of that either. I don't think this was a very good game. The other game I was going to pick was just as bad, which was Amy. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that game's just complete crap. <laughs> but do you think it really could have been worse than, than Anna? Uh, I think it... Because everything I liked about this game was what I wanted to like about this game. I wanted there to be more of a story. I wanted the puzzles to be good. And I was doing them, but they weren't as good as they as they should have been in, in my mind. Let's see here. Anna is a first-person horror adventure that explores the darkest depths of the human psyche. Set in the abandoned sawmill nestled high in the mountains, Anna challenges you to uncover horrific clues and use them to solve puzzles related to your character's dark past. Like, what the hell was up with the light box in the two mountains? Fuck if I know. What relevance does that have to the rest of the game? It didn't have any relevance. That's the thing. Throw that in with the cell phone and the journal, I guess. It's just <laughs> nonsensical additions. <laughs> Those are the things that kill me, is that the puzzles don't make any sense, and the things that you do don't make any sense, on top of the way you solve them. Once you do solve them, they still don't make sense. And I, I'm just left feeling like, what was the point of all this? I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm as confused as you are. I honestly don't think it's worthless. I just don't think it's well done at all. It's definitely got some problems. Yeah. It's got more problems than it has... Good things. ...justifying merits, but... Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I, that's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, Very I disappointed. I, yeah, disappointed. I mean, my expectations really weren't that high going into it. So it's sad that it was still a disappointment. And to be honest, I will finish out that I'd like to, s to play through the last section in the in the cave system and get that last ending. But only because I want to complete it and know that there's nothing else to do in this so I can never, ever w desire to go back to it. Because if I don't finish it, I'll always think, oh, I was only 20 minutes from the end. Maybe I should pick it up and play it. But 
honestly, you shouldn't pick it up and play it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's just a mess, basically. There are good elements in the game, and there are bad elements in the game, but it just doesn't come... Even the good elements don't come together in any way. They're just random. Everything is just random. You know, I, that that that's the biggest thing that got me was the fact that I didn't know this stuff. You know, I didn't know that you had to see these events happen before you could progress. And, you know, the, there was no... Nothing yeah. was telling me that I was doing something wrong. Which, right. There's absolutely no indication in the game. And even if you turn the hints on, and you can choose between partial hints and complete hints, even if you turn the hints on and set that to complete, which basically should just tell you what to do, it's still not enough. Like, it still doesn't make any sense. For most of them. Yeah. It really doesn't. Fucking game, dude. I can't tell you. I mean, you know, no slight against anybody, but I feel like I wasted about ten bucks on this game. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to yep. be a douche about it, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, After I mean, playing through this game, it's I completely understandable. Like, I don't really feel like it's a waste because I. You know, I saw everything that they wanted me to see. Yeah. Essentially, you know, I, I got through the second ending. I'll, I'll just about through the third ending. So, you know, I think it would be a complete waste if if there was like a bug. You can't <clears throat> play the game. You know, I I got the game. I played it. I saw everything they wanted me to see. Now, in the end, I don't think that what they wanted me to see was worth ten bucks. But. If I didn't know anything about this game and this, you know, the same trailer came out, I I would once again I would drop ten bucks on it. If I didn't, you know, if if another game came out with almost the same setting by a different company, yeah, you know, the the setting and the idea of the game is something that I'm still interested in. Yeah. It's just that playing this game didn't satisfy that interest. Yeah, that I I, I could understand that. And I don't, you know, I, I, again, I don't, I don't really hate it. I just, you know, I shake my head at <laughs> the decisions that were made, in the, in how someone could decide that these were good puzzles. Yeah, for real. That that's the biggest thing. Who designed this and said, you know, this would be a good idea? That's, fuck if I know, dude. That just that makes no sense to me. But those. I don't know. I th- to be honest with you, I think I'm done with that game. Yeah. I feel bad, but that was our Halloween special. But well, like I said in the beginning, it I, I didn't like the game, but it's not going to ruin my Halloween. Yeah. I'll find, I'll find something else. Yeah, we can we can always do something else, or we you know whatever. Uh, I, there's the always cabin, next year. That was really good. The what now? Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah, that, I like that movie. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. That movie was that movie wasn't really a horror movie. Mm, not really. It was kind of a. <sighs> I can't explain that movie. It wasn't really a comedy either. It was more like. I don't spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just gonna say it was more like 
a geek's fucking dream. I think it did a really good job of saying, you know what doesn't make sense? Horror movies don't make sense. <laughs> now let's provide an explanation for why they never made any sense. That sounds good. And yeah, that's uh, it was a good. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was well done. I I like to see Joss Whedon do what he does, and I like the fact that he used his stable of actors. Yeah. And he used the same actors, basically two of the leads from Dollhouse. Yeah, Dollhouse. You know, and Amy Acker's been in a bunch of stuff, but... Oh, shit ton of stuff. I was happy to see her. I was happy to see them. You know, and I, <laughs> Joss Whedon had a great summer. With what, what, what's Topher's name? His real name? I, don't, I can't even think of his name. And Okay. Fran Franks or something? He hasn't been in much, has he? No, I... When I saw him, I'm like, why does this guy look so familiar? The, the, the first time I think I ever saw that dude was in Dollhouse. Yeah, me too. So I was just like, I was like, well, he's kind of unknown, but he was actually pretty good. But yeah, I mean, we could, if you want to talk about horror movies, shit, we might as well fill 10 minutes of time just talking about something. Trying to get my Halloween back on track. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um,. I saw the trailer for the new Evil Dead movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Did we already talk about Silent Hill? No. Have you? Did you? You saw the first movie, right? Yeah, I saw. I owned the first movie. Did you, you? You haven't seen the trailer for the for the new one? I have seen the trailer for the new one. Comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Sure, I'll see it. Probably not in theaters. Yeah, I, I don't know. If I'm in the mood for a horror movie, that might be the one. But I don't know, dude. If you're in the mood for a horror movie, I think you should see Sinister. I saw Sinister. I didn't like it that much. Seriously? I thought it was going to be creepy as hell. It, I thought it was going to be good, too, but I like the producer's earlier movie, Insidious, a lot more. Mm. Okay. I haven't seen that one, either. That one's up on Netflix. I pretty much wholeheartedly recommend it. The ending gets a little weird. It's a slight bit of a letdown but that's a fucking scary movie the 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 movie the last horror movie i actually saw that kind of just turned me off for horror movies was uh, the woman in black with harry potter yeah that movie was it it wasn't good (laughs) it was okay it had a decent lore to it but the fact that it had Harry Potter in it, and he can't suppo- see him as anything but Harry Potter. Well, not that. It's like I know how old the guy is. I mean, yeah, he's what twenty one now, and it was supposed to be believable that this guy was supposed to be a father of like a eight year old son and <laughs> in his thirties. And I was like, this 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 makes no fucking sense. It's like yeah. he's playing somebody that's supposed to be older than me. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw Harry Potter the other day. This guy's like 12. Yeah. So, but yeah, now I watched it. It had a decent lore to it. Like the backstory was kind of cool, but then it just, it wasn't really scary. There was a couple of like, ah, moments, but that's about it. Yeah. See, that's, that's what I thought Sinister did wrong is it had some jump out scares. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess that might put you on edge more, but it, most of the movie wasn't scary. Did it have the jump scare where a cat ran out and made the the typical cat noise? Uh, not that I can remember. 
<laughs> Those are the staples for me. So, but yeah, I just, <laughs> of the two, I thought Insidious was a lot scarier and also a better movie. Gotcha. Whereas something like Cabin in the Woods, I thought was an excellent movie, but not scary. Nah, it wasn't trying to be. There was maybe five to ten minutes that were scary when you're in the part that is clearly intentionally scary. Yeah. The um, um, have you watched American Horror Story? The TV show? Yeah. yeah. I saw most of the first season. Okay. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I I've been told to watch it. The problem is it's not on Netflix. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and the second season just recently started, and apparently each season has nothing to do with the the previous season. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, it's like a different story with different characters and everything, different yeah. setting. It reminds me of Amityville Horror. Is that how is that how it's supposed to play out, kinda? Well, the first one is sort of a, a haunted house, but it's not really like Amityville Horror. It's a lot more intense. Okay. Amityville Horror is, you know, old school creepy. There's a few things that go bump in the night. You know, there's the flies. Yeah. There's the get out, but really it's just, it's it's how that stuff affects the characters. It's a, you know... Shit gets real in American Horror Story. Okay. That that is probably scarier than any movie I've seen in years. Really? I need to watch this then. Damn, I need to figure and, out how to watch it. And it, I like the fact that they're doing uh, each season as its own story because you can't drag out this kind of horror for that long. You yeah. Know, it's just not something that lends itself to long-form storytelling. You know, what, what are you going to do? You have to have some kind of resolution. If it's a haunted house, what do you do? Have every season be a, a new family? Different family house? move in, yeah. And the like same that, shit happens. That would get old them. after the second season. Yeah. This so one, I like what they're doing in it. Yeah, the second season is supposed to be taking place in a sane asylum. Yeah, I if they can maintain the quality of the first season, I'm all in. You know, I horror isn't generally something that I have found does well on TV. There, there isn't that much horror, like legitimate horror on TV. There isn't any. I don't even think there's any that have tried. Well, so Showtime had this awesome series called Masters of Horror. I think it was Showtime. Yeah, the but Masters of Horror. Yeah, Masters watched, of Horror. I've watched most of those. Yeah, I've seen all of them. It's a d- different idea because each each episode is a, a movie essentially. It's kind of like Tales from movie. the Crypt almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the way they signed up to have like a famous director do each movie. Yeah, I watched um with Norman Reedus, uh, and it was directed by uh, I think Wes Craven did it, or it might have been John Carpenter. I can't remember. Um, yeah, they got all the bigs in there. Oh my yeah, my favorite, they... my personal favorite, Dario Argento makes does one of them, so that makes me happy. Gotcha. I'm trying to imagine if they've ever had a horror television show, and I don't think they have. I mean, you have, like, you know, shows like Supernatural and shit like that, but that's not really horror. Yeah, that that one especially is not. Being on the CW, you're never going to get anything gruesome. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot more funny episodes than there are scary episodes. You know, I watched, like, the first five episodes of that. That show was made, like, what, in, like, 2002, 2003? Yeah, it's it's up there. It's, it's uh, old. It's old. Um, but it was filmed in such a strange way for that time. 
like some kind of weird filter they used, I guess, to make it look more dark. Yeah. And I was like, this seems like something that's been used recently more than something that was made in 2003 when I was still in fucking high school. Yeah, I, I, I will say, I, for some reason, I was hesitant to watch Supernatural for a long time, and I think it was the whole, oh, it's on CW, and also, look how attractive these two leads are. <laughs> you know, I don't want to watch a show about these two attractive dudes just walking around doing stuff. Yeah. But once I finally gave it a chance, that show's really good. That's what I've been told. and I... the, the mythology on that show is so tight. Yeah. It... It's as tight as any any show I've ever seen. It's it's really good. There's everything kind of folds back into itself and becomes better through association. Better than like, X Files. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to start watching it in season five. It just wouldn't make sense. It's a show that really rewards watching it straight through. Yeah. And also the guy the guy who plays kind of the main sidekick is awesome. One of, one of the best sidekicks I think in any. Any show ever. I don't think I've met him yet. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but... Okay. The more I watched that show, the more I liked it. Did you finish the series? Uh, Well, I haven't seen the new... I think it just started back up. Oh, wow, so it's still going on. It's still going on, yeah. Jesus. And I haven't seen the newest season, but... Have they I jumped watched... the shark yet, I wonder? It depends. It's, it's gotten weird in some parts, but then it kind of goes back... Somebody told me after season five, it kind of starts going downhill. I don't know what happens in season five, but apparently something. I will say that the the scope gets bigger, and it things change a lot in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, five, six, and seven, I would say. Yeah. Things change a lot. I didn't, you know, it's different. So if you didn't want it to change, then yes, you might be disappointed. I still like it. I think it's still really good. Even up through the current season. Gotcha. Okay. And I wish I could tell you the crazy thing that sets off the end of the last season I saw, but I won't spoil it for you. But big things happen, and they all seem very logical. They all make sense within that universe. Okay. Maybe one day I'll do a marathon. I've I've, I've marathoned before. (laughs) I'm out here alone most of the time. I marathon every other, every every three or four days. <laughs> I see. I can't do that anymore. You know, I got video games to review and stuff like that. Yeah. Just doing other things. And uh, I, I, the last thing I marathoned was probably about five months ago when I finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, nice. Yeah, I finished that series. I, I started it like a year before, and then got about halfway through it, and then. Watch the rest of that season. Watch like at least like 20, 30, 20 25 episodes in, in a weekend. Oof. Yeah, I just marathoned that shit. I was just like, fucking hell, let's just keep going. But it was so good. <laughs> I, I do love that. That that series is amazing. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I think I say we just ended. Unfortunately, yeah. Anna was kind of a flop for me, but Anna was a flop. But you know, I guess we wouldn't know unless we played it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm trying to imagine. Is there anything you'd like to try next? We have we got it. Have you have we have any luck with any, finding anybody? Uh, I talked to Baker. He said he would be interested in doing coming something. on maybe next week. Okay. Well, when um, 
me, you, and Baker should uh, get together and um, probably discuss some games then. Yeah, probably figure that out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I mean, it's no big deal. If need be, we can take as long as we need to. That's the great thing about having your own show. We can do whatever the hell we want to. <laughs> so, which I do apologize to people out there that, you know, if you guys have been waiting for episodes and stuff like that, it's, just, it's been hectic and I got switched to shift. See, I still work a day job, you know. Contrary to popular belief, I do not get paid to write video game reviews. Um, God, I wish I did. But, uh,. <laughs> Um, so I actually have a real job, and my real job actually switched my shifts on me, so it's very difficult to actually see anybody. I can't see my friends. I can't record podcasts. I can't see my girlfriend. It's it's pretty rough, and so most of my time is being devoted to my girlfriend because I try to be a good boyfriend. So, um, but yeah, um, we're you know we're in a small transition, but we should be back to normal pretty soon, hopefully. So. Um, but yeah, well, uh, we don't know what game we, we might try out. Might try something small. Hell, we might just go ahead and just do something big. I don't know. Depends on what Baker wants to do. But um, uh, those of you who don't know, Baker was kind of an old zombie frog game club guy for a couple of times. He didn't do many, did he? Uh, he did the no. beginning. He did a couple of those. He did a couple of the other podcast that we did yeah kind of general what you been up to podcast he did a bunch of those hosted that one for a while yeah it's been a while i hadn't talked to that guy in a long time me either is he married now no although he did move i know i know he, he, he changed locations but i know he's got it i know he's got a woman somewhere i figured he'd be engaged or something by now Seems like the cool thing to do nowadays. <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll just uh, we'll end it at that. We should be. We'll probably be back next week with something. I'll, I'll try to at least get out something. If not, we'll just shoot the shit like we did today after we talked about Anna. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya.